You are tuned into another 60 minutes of pure positive talk radio. David Essel in the box with you. Welcome aboard. Of course, this is David Essel Alive, America's positive radio talk show, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, celebrating 21 years in talk radio. Damn proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. XM Channel 168 or streaming live at talkdavid.com. Or many of you now are part of our text club, which means that you can listen on your iPhones and iPhone-like devices, which is very cool. We have uh, a couple people that have emailed us that they're out in the barn doing their chores. They're out across, oh, my God, doing everything in the world. Someone from a kung fu studio in Alberta, Canada, You guys are listening to us from all over the place. We absolutely love it. I'll give you the information about the text stuff later on. Hey, what's your greatest fear in life? Think about that. Is it is it the fear of rejection from your partner? Is it a fear of rejection from asking someone out on a date? Is it um, is it the fear of money? Is it the fear that you can't lose weight? Is it the fear that you are stuck in, in a life right now that's not going to change? What is it? Coming up in just a couple minutes, Michael Luckman's going to join us, and he's the author of the book, Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. And we'll be talking to Michael 45 years. This guy's got 45 years' experience as an entrepreneur, sales trainer, salesman himself. And uh, I have something funny I'm going to say to Michael when we get him on the air here in just a minute. At least I think it's funny. We'll find out if he thinks it's funny. But um, about him and his success and all that kind of stuff. And we'll find out what you can do, what you can learn from Michael in his book to help you move past fear. Uh, email us at talkdavid.com. I'm going to go through a couple emails from our listeners right now. Last week, you had my favorite Gator, that's University of Florida, running back, Ernest Graham on the show. It was a great interview. Uh, Ernest Graham was amazing. And you you can go to iTunes. You can always listen to all of our guests, all of our shows. They're on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, David Essel Alive. You can listen to the guests and comment. Definitely comment on our shows. We have, uh, we've got a ton of those shows up and archived right now. Uh, and then this person goes on to ask, who's my favorite college football team? Is it the Gators? <laughs> That's funny. Actually, I love the Gators, but you know who my favorite team has been probably about the last five years is the Oregon Ducks. The Ducks. I I have just been mesmerized by their offense. I just find them absolutely stunning. That quick snap. You know, six seconds and they're gone. I just love it. I just love that. Um Fabulous, fabulous. Another question that came in, it has to do with alcoholism. And the question was, what is the number one supplement, in your mind, for decreasing alcohol craving? And I can absolutely easily give you the answer to that. And this is a very powerful supplement, uh, but there is a caveat. So the answer is glutamine. It's an amino acid, glutamine, G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E. Put it underneath your tongue. Use it as a sublingual. You can get it in uh, in a powder form. Put like a half a teaspoon to a full teaspoon underneath your tongue. I would recommend for someone struggling with alcoholism to do it five, six times a day. Don't even wait for the craving to come. Just do it. However, here's the caveat. You've got to get help. There is no one in this world, and we've been in the world of addiction recovery, holistic addiction recovery for over 20 years, helping people recover from uh, heroin, alcoholism, nicotine, food, sex, gambling, you name it. And and there's never been an alcoholic that I've worked with to help them get clean that has done it with glutamine alone. Glutamine's great, 
and it will alleviate that immediate craving, but it doesn't take care of the core issue. You've got to work with someone one-on-one for that. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. I asked you what your greatest fear was. I want you to be thinking right now as we interview Michael Luckman, author of the book Overpowering Fear, what your greatest fear is, and listen to Michael as he tells you how to break through it. Michael, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, I've got. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, Michael. Okay, look it. I'm, I'm waiting when, for when, your funny uh, question. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> when 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 I look at, at you, your success, forty five years, you know, uh, as a sales trainer and entrepreneur and all these kind of things, and yet I was thinking, you know, if this guy has fear, we're all screwed. <laughs> you know, like if if Michael has any fear left in life, I don't know what the rest of us are going to do because you've accomplished so much. But what was the basis of your fear that has gotten in the way of your life? Well, I got. I, I have to admit that I was a fear based person. I felt fear from the day I was born, and I lived with fear. And I live with all the, the downsides of fear that people go through, like uh, uh, that we're alone, that we're the only person feeling this, that there must be something wrong with us. And I found in my lifetime that I was able to face my fears and overpower them. And I didn't know where it came from, but believe me, I had a lot of fears. I overpowered a lot, but there was a lot that I did not overpower. And when you face a fear and you don't overpower it, then fear wins and you've lost. Hmm. When, when you say overpower it, Michael, what's the difference between overpowering a fear um, or, or is there a difference between like overpowering a fear or surrendering a fear to a higher power, let's say, as an example? Is there a difference between overpowering it and just surrendering it and offering it up to something greater than ourselves in order to help us move through it? Well, actually, when I, I use the word overpower in, in the title of my book as opposed to overcoming mm-hmm. a fear. And I'll tell you the difference there, and then I'll tell you about surrendering it to a higher power, because that's exactly what I do. Mm. Overcoming means that you've eliminated it. And the thing is, fear is not real. None of the fears, other than a fear that protects our life. Like uh, I live in California. You walk outside in the area that I live in, there's mountain lions that come down from the hills around us. Right. You walk out of your house, you see a mountain lion, you're scared to death. Best thing to do is to run, to flee. And that's where the, the fight or flight syndrome comes in. But to overpower a fear, you don't have to, like I say, necessarily overcome it. As long as you face the fear... And one of the methods that I use for overpowering that fear is to release the fear to God, to an overpower, to Holy Spirit, infinite spirit. And that's one of the ways that you can use and that I teach to overpower that fear. Now, the next time the situation comes up, you may face the same fear, but it's not necessarily you don't have to overcome it. Just face it, recognize that the fear is not real. Let go of it, turn it over to God, to Jesus, to a higher spirit, to Allah, whoever you want. And, 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 and once you do that, you'll find that you can walk through that fear, overpower it, 
And, and, and that's what I consider the key to living the life that you want, that mm. you deserve. Yeah. Now, so we're talking about using these techniques, and it's just like anything else, Michael. It's all about repetition, isn't it? It's like the, the more you use these techniques to overpower your fear before you know it, and that before you know it, depending on how long you've carried the fear, it might, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a, six months, maybe a year, you can share with that. But, but, but if you continue repetitively to overpowering your fear, then that fear should diminish, if not totally go away. Well, I mean, the thing is, the fear will diminish, absolutely, because you've, you've got a history of it. But often the fears that we feel today as adults are the same fears that we felt as a child. Hmm. Oftentimes the fear doesn't go away because it's made up of so many different aspects. A lot of our fears come from uh, how we were raised, our relationship with our primary caretakers, what they said to us. If they always, if they said, if you were growing up and they told you that, oh, keep your mouth shut, nobody wants to talk to you, nobody wants your opinion, you'll be an adult who's got opinions to share, but your fear is that when you open your mouth to share your opinion, people will laugh at you, they won't take you seriously, you're afraid that you'll, uh, you'll stutter, that you'll, you'll trip over your words, and these are fears that we've had all our life. Right. So we don't, like going back to overcoming and overpowering, we don't have to overcome that. We just have to, one, first thing, recognize our fear. Second thing, understand where it came from. Often it came from the very people that we loved, that we looked up to, that we worshipped. And they told us things about ourselves. And we accepted those lies, and those are lies. Very often they're lies, but we not only accepted them as the truth, but that person who told you that lie may be deceased, and yet your voice tells you, warns you, oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, you're just going to fail miserably. You fail, everybody's going to laugh at you. And these are the voices that we hear. The words, the voice is ours, the words are that person that told us that lie. Right. Right. Michael, you know what? I'm going to ask you to hang in there. When we come back, this is what we're going to do. I, I love those lines, you know, you'll never amount to anything. Now, you said, you know, as, as we're sitting there with our caregivers, mom, dad, sister, brothers, aunts, uncles, whoever, when we were young, whoever who was raising us, you'll never amount to anything. Or why can't you be more like your brother? Why exactly. can't you be more like your sister? Right, Michael? You got it. You, That's it. You know, those type of things. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk to you about those kind of statements and how today, as a 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old adult, do I deal with it to overcome the fear of being successful? We're talking with Michael Luckman, the name of the book, Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. I love this interview. Hang in there, Michael. Gang, anything that you want to ask us, email us via talkdavid.com. Text us right now at 941-266-7676 or call us 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
rocking across the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box, XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255, We're talking with Michael Luckman, author of the book, Overpowering Fear, Defeating the Number One Challenge in Sales and Life. Michael, when we went to the break, I made this comment, you know, so we, we're, we're, we're young, we're sponges, our brain is sponges, we believe everything that's happening around us. The comments being made, you'll never amount to anything, why can't you be more like your brother or sister? How would someone, first of all, find out that those two statements or one of those statements are, is running the show in their life? And then the second part of the question would be, and how do you get rid of it? Okay, two good questions. The first is how do we recognize it? How do we know is we listen to ourselves? And by that, I mean, have you ever run into people and you say, you know, I'd love to help you join my team. I think you'd be perfect. And I say, oh, no, 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 that, that's, you know, I've never been good at that. Or you get right. a girl that right. gets a, a math thing and she says, oh, no, no, I was never good at math. Or every time I get in the car, I get lost. Or I'm such a klutz, you know, I mean, you wouldn't want me working around your antiques or mm-hmm. things like that. Listen to what you say about yourself. Perfect. Because in those words, you are reinforcing something that was said to you 10, 20, 30, 50, 60, 70 years ago. And somebody told you that you couldn't do something, or you weren't smart enough, or talented enough, or creative enough, or you, you know, they wished you were like your brother or your sister, or mm-hmm. you. You know, don't even think about going to college. A trade school is for you because you never had the smarts like your older brother. Right. And and that becomes a truth. Mm. And we not only live it on a daily basis, we reinforce it by the words we speak and the excuses we use. And it could even be positive. You could have grown up in a household, a loving household, but when your parents saw you struggling, I used to play with erector sets as a kid. And if, uh, if uh, this didn't happen, but in some instances it did with some families, the child is, is putting together something and they're, and they're not sure how it goes, and the parent immediately steps in and, and says, Oh, sweetheart, let me help you. I can see this is difficult. That child learns that they can't do something, and anything that pertains to that in the rest of their life, they'll be looking for help. Right. Because they believe they can't do it. Yeah. So how do we overcome this? Michael, I love what you said a minute ago, too. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you can't catch yourself, if, if, if you're not quite conscious enough to be able to go, oh, my God, there I just said it again. I'm such a klutz, or I'm terrible with mechanical things, or whatever it might be, or I, I suck with money. Ask a friend or ask your partner to start listening to the repetitive phrases you say. If you can't quite catch yourself, friends or partners can sometimes help us go, do you know you say that all the time? And that might be a way to awaken. Now, Michael, the, the second part of the question is, so let's say we, 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 we find out what you're saying is our, our verbiage. You know, we're saying all the time, I'm a klutz, I'm not good with money, I'm not good with uh, mechanical things. How do we overpower those negative statements to release them? Okay. The first thing we have to do is recognize the things that we fear. And very often, in, in, the, in my book, in the third section of my book, 
are 10 exercises that people can use to do this, where I walk them through each step to overpowering the fear. The first is recognizing the fear. And, and this, we don't really know the things that we fear. We right. just do, sure. we do, we're creative, we do workarounds. So mm-hmm. the workaround is a way to avoid a fear. Mm-hmm. And, and we live with those things unless somebody specifically asks for it, and then we tell them, oh, no, I'm just not good at that. But the first thing to do is recognize the fear. How long have we had this fear? Fears are typically, we've had them usually all our life, and mm-hmm. they usually relate back to childhood. Mm-hmm. Who first told you that this was true? How old were you? What did they say to you? The first thing to do is to recognize the fear, and then I developed a way to help people over the power of the fear. Like, see, I grew up believing I wasn't very smart. Mm -hmm. And that started, like, in first grade. It started with my family, you know, and and what they'd say. I don't think they expected much from me. If I got C's and D's, that was okay. But I was capable of A's and B's. But I didn't know that because I believed I wasn't that smart. So I would start off, I worked out, uh, developed a Uh, a positive affirmation to work against that negative admonition. And the Mm -hmm. positive affirmation was mom and dad led me to believe that I wasn't that smart. That's a lie. That's a real lie. And sometimes I'll swear when I say that. Not only am I smart, but I've got a higher uh, higher than average IQ. I could learn anything I want. I'm a voracious reader. I can learn. I comprehend. I can accomplish anything that I desire. So what we first do is we recognize it, that we were led to believe that this was the truth. Then we Mm -hmm. condemn that. Then we say that's absolutely not true. And then we reinforce that with the two most powerful words in the universe. I am. Right on. I am smart. I am talented. I could read anything and learn and grasp complex things. Mm. I'm smart. I'm creative. And then we just reinforce all the positives. And sooner than later, what will happen is that voice, those words, those thoughts won't be as strong as they used to be. Until they're Michael, just, just coming down the size. I'm going to ask you to hang in there for a minute. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back to close with you. But I want to give the website away, overpoweringfear.com, ladies and gentlemen. The name of the book is Overpowering Fear. But there's also a website, overpoweringfear.com, Michael Luckman. We're going to bring Michael back at the bottom of the half hour here. Just for a couple minutes, I've got to ask him a question about the fear of rejection of asking someone out on a date. We're going to have about three minutes with Michael when we come back. We're going to jump right into that because I just got an email asking about fear of rejection and dating. We'll get the expert to tell us. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Show. David Essel Live. Email us at talkdavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay there.
Pure Positive Talk Radio every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. David Essel alive. Email us at talkdavid.com. As a matter of fact, we got two emails in. We're going to share with our guests quickly here. Michael Luckman, the name of the book, Overpowering Fear. Hey, Michael, um, 1-800-548-8255. So we have two. One of them, um, this is, this is uh, I have an absolute fear of rejection from asking a girl on a, di- on a, on a date. Uh, I'm a male model, and everyone thinks I'm great with women, but it isn't the case. What to do? Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the fear of 99.9% of the men out there, and it starts at a very young age. It starts in grammar school. And then it's and then it picks up speed in junior high when we go to those gymnasium dances, and the boys are on one side and the girls on the other. The fear that this gentleman has is the fear that most men have: that fear of rejection, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of humiliation. Is you you're standing on your side of the gym, or if you want to bring it on a few years, we're standing in a bar and there's somebody want to meet at the other side of the bar, and we got some eye contact, but we're so scared of walking across that chasm, and that's what it is. It's like we're walking on a tightrope across that gymnasium floor, that bar floor, and we feel that every eye is on us. And, mm-hmm. and it's like every other man is scoring us. Is he going to make it? Is he going <laughs> to fail? What's going to happen? And then we get over there thinking everybody's watching us. And then as we're, going, as we're walking over there, we're afraid of we're going to trip over our own feet. We're going to get over there and say something stupid. Uh, we're not going to know what to say. Our mind's <laughs> going to go blank. She's going to reject us. Then we've got to walk all the way back. And that is a fear that so many, many people have. And it's not just men, it's women too. It's sure. that, you know, we, we see somebody we'd like to meet, we even do the eye contact, the smile, and yet fear stands in our way. And there's a saying that I use all the time, and it is so profound, I don't remember where I first learned it, but uh, the, the saying is, everything that you have ever really wanted in your life has always been on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. Understand, and, and what I'm saying, what I'm going to say to this gentleman now is, and now here's the real funny part, too. I've I got to add this. Because the more attractive the woman is, the harder it is for the man to go and approach them. Oh, absolutely. Right on. Yeah. So the thing to remember is, if you connect and you've got that eye contact, you've got that smile, that person wants to talk to you. That, yeah. that, that, yeah. That's the single. I mean, if, I, if, if it's a woman wanting to talk to a man or a man wanting to talk to a woman, the thing is connect by eye contact, smile. If that person looks at you, smiles back, then they want you to at least approach them and start talking. Mm-hmm. What's the thing is? What's the worst that's going to happen? Believe me, nobody is going to be scoring you. You're not going to leave that dance or that bar or mixer or whatever, and somebody's going to hand you a report card at the end. Well, you approached three <laughs> women, you failed twice. 
right. You know, right. well, you got a 300 hey, batting average. You got a 333 batting average. You know, Michael, this is funny. You get a card walking out, and and it says, you know, on the approach, that the ten of us scored you a four. That's exactly it. You know, Michael, it. M- Michael when, when I used to drink and my brother and I w- would go out to bars, we would do the 3 2 1 technique. And, and whoever. I've never heard it, that one, but I'm waiting. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, my, if it was my brother that wanted to meet a girl, a certain girl, or I wanted to, the other person would go, okay, that's it. Three, two, one go and we had to go like like you couldn't break the brother bond you know it was yeah. like a game we would play because we'd be standing there talking like when are you gonna go i'm gonna go in a minute don't push me no why don't you go right now no but then the minute someone did the three two one countdown the other person had to go <laughs> that's exactly in, in 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 my book i wrote about this very thing and i described it as two sportscasters announcing at a dance, at a junior high dance, and there's a young Mike Luckman, okay, preparing to go across the gym to meet little Susie. And, and they're describing, you think he'll do it? I don't know. Look at he's, he looks like he's winding <laughs> up for the approach. No, no, his friends are pushing him. No, no, no. I, uh, no, there's Susie. She's twirling her fingers around her hair. She's interested, but Luckman's not seeing the signals. Right. Right. It's, that's exactly what it is. The thing yeah. is, this is what we have to do. We have to step out. You mentioned uh, the comfort zone. I was listening. That's the, what keeps us in our comfort zone is fear. When mm-hmm. we bump up against our comfort zone, the biggest fear that we have is, is the unknown. See, right on the other side of that comfort zone is the unknown. And what we have to always do is we have to give up the known, that comfort, to step through that comfort zone, to step outside the comfort zone and do these things. And they can be done. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a matter of because fear, to me, is just like a dark cloud. It's, it, it looks threatening. It looks like it's solid, that you'd never get through it. But, you know, it's like a kid when the first time you fly. You always, when we look at the airplanes, and you say, oh, my God, they're going towards the cloud. Are they going to crash into the cloud? Hmm. No. It's mist. It's nothing. Yeah, well, right. fear is the same thing. It's a cloud. It's a dark cloud. It's scary. But once you walk through it, that fear drains out of you, and everything yeah. then becomes comfortable. That, that, that's a good analogy, that we look at our fears as simply a dark cloud to walk through. Michael, um, about two minutes. This is a heavy one, but we've, we've got a really short window here. Uh, just got an email that parents used to tell this person when they were a child, I wish you were dead. How do they that, let that, that go? Uh, that, uh, my, my, you know, when you said that, David, my heart goes out to that person. Because I think the biggest tragedy in life is to say these things to a small child, and that child believes them. And the thing is, every individual, God created each of us perfect. The fact that you had parents or this person had parents say this thing was absolutely the biggest lie they could have said. The thing is, but as long as you keep repeating it, and this is the challenge that people have, because the voice comes back, that mom or dad who told him that horrible thing. And it's absolutely not true. It has no basis in fact. Everybody is here for a purpose. Everybody is here for a function. 
to complete. We accepted that before we came into this life. And the fact that somebody would say that is, is atrocious. It, it, it's an abomination. The person who emailed that in was born perfect. Because God does not create anything but perfection. And the thing is, they have to walk through that fear. They have to use what I said about saying, you know, mom and dad said to me that they wish I was dead. Well, that was a lie to cover up their own inadequacies, their own fears. Right on. And then just to come up with the positive affirmations. But uh, it was absolutely not true. Yeah. I like that. The name of the book, Overpowering Fear, the author who we've been speaking to himself, Michael Luckman, defeating the number one challenge in sales and life. Visit overpoweringfear.com, overpoweringfear.com. Michael, it was awesome to have you on board. I'm so glad we had a chance to chat and to share your wisdom with our listeners. Well, thank you, Dave. It's been a pleasure to be with you today and your listeners. Thank you. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you. You too. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. After this break, we're coming back with more of your emails. We're getting slammed with questions all day long today. We're going to try to get as many as we can answered on the air. If you have a question for us right now, email us, talkdavid.com. Just go to talkdavid.com. Send us an email with your question. We'll get to as many as we can. If you have not picked up our free book, we have a brand new book out. It's absolutely free. The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. If you're procrastinating, if you're on the fence, if you look at your life and you say, you know, I really want to make more money. I really want to finally lose this weight. I really want to find the love of my life. I want to get closer to God. I want to drop this addiction. Our book is free, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. Go to talkdavid.com. We're giving away one million copies. One million copies we're giving away. Go to talkdavid.com right now. You'll see that that book is in 100% alignment with our radio show that you're listening to right now. It goes hand in hand. It is perfect. And if you're not yet a part of our text club, this is something else that's free too. You can listen to your show right on your iPhone if you'd like to by joining the text club. Go to 69. All you have to do is in your phone, type in the number 69302. 69302, where it says message, type in Talk David, all lowercase, and hit send. 69302, type in the message Talk David, all lowercase, hit send, and you will be part of our text club. You'll get free motivational gifts every week, plus you can listen to the show right on your iPhone-type device. 1-800-548-8255, so nice to have you on board. I'm David Essel, stay right there. Cheryl Crow, doing my favorite Eric Clapton cover right there. I love that. Keep on growing. It's a soundtrack of a movie. Someone emailed me last week and asked me where that song was because they loved it too. And I don't remember the movie. 
my 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 producer Will Wilkerson might, but um, yeah, he, he'll find it for us. But it was a soundtrack of a movie. It wasn't like uh, on any of her albums. I don't believe you're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. By the way. I'd like everyone to start clapping their hands, put their hands together so Will can hear them, because across America, if you start clapping right now, the sound will get into Studio E in Los Angeles, California. He has lost 50 pounds, 5-0, 50 pounds to this day. Woo! Congratulations, Will. That was awesome. That was awesome. And we're going to have him back on the air uh, as a special guest in the near future, talking about his success and any plateaus he's hit and all that kind of stuff. We have uh, just received uh, uh, an email um, from uh, April who's listening, and I think April's listening to us right now on her iPhone. She's one of the many people that have signed up for the text club. It's a free club. I'll give that information again in a couple minutes. And if you're involved with our text club, you can listen to the show live through your iPhone. I mentioned before we had uh, one of our listeners was out feeding their cows. So you can do it wherever you are. All right. Uh, here's an email. This past week, there was reported several deaths from the energy drink five hour energy. I know. If you heard about that, this is unfreaking believable, right? Multiple deaths from, and they believe. It's related to the, uh, I can't say 100%, but they believe it's, it's related to the five, that energy drink, the 500 energy. But how could that happen? The only thing that I can say after reporting on all this stuff for 30 years now, on the air for 21, is that if you have some type of a pre-existing medical condition, specifically with your heart, then one of the things they, doctors always tell you is be hyper-cautious about the amount of caffeine that you consume. So for the average person, one of those drinks may not be detrimental at all. But for someone that has a pre-existing medical condition, especially with the heart, you've got to be so cautious about the amount of caffeine. And see, in one of those little, you know, couple-ounce drinks, there's there's uh, like two, two, three cups of coffee in one of those little things. So the amount that it would take, the amount of time it would take for you to sit down and drink, let's say, three cups of coffee. Versus the amount of time it takes to just chug one of those, of course, it's night and day, right? Hence, if you have a pre-existing cardiac condition, that could be it. But they went on to ask, um, uh, do you have any other recommendations for energy products? I know you've had a physician on in the past talking about one. Yes, as a matter of fact, we've had two doctors on in the past. So get your pen and paper ready. Number one, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. This guy I love. He's been around for a very, very long time. He does great work. He was on our show talking about a powder that he created high in B vitamins, which is where the energy from this powder comes from. It's called energy revitalization. It's a powder. Just Google it on the Internet. Energy revitalization. It's an awesome powder, um, and because there's no caffeine in it, you don't have to worry about that. So that's great. Then the other guy we had on was Dr. Crane, who talked about a supplement that him and his dad created called endorphinate. Endorphinate with an E, endorphinate, like endorphins, right? Endorphinate, and that's a combination of multiple herbs, including a small amount of caffeine. But see, I think in endorphinate, the amount of caffeine per capsule is like 70 milligrams, which would be about a half a cup of coffee. So even if you took two, you'd only be drinking or having the equivalent of caffeine of one cup of coffee. So those are the two that we recommend here on the show. Energy revitalization, which is a powder, and then endorphinate, 
which is capsules. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. We're going to keep going through your emails here. This is a funny one because you never know what's going to show up on the Internet. I saw a picture of you with a former playmate and an actress. <laughs> who was the playmate? Oh, my God. And this is a two-part question here. You know, who, I know who you're talking about. Um, years ago, I did a, a tour to promote my exercise videos when I was in the exercise video industry. And at several events, I was paired up with a Playboy playmate sitting at the same table at, like, blockbuster video stores. And, <laughs> oh, my God, this brings back memories. Her name was India Allen. I don't know if you remember India Allen. This is going back a long time ago, but she was gorgeous, and she was a lot of fun. We ended up uh, going out to dinner, and uh, she was just a blast. So that's who the playmate was. Uh, then the next question was, um, I don't know the actress that you were talking about who I was with. Uh, there's been many, but... One, the one that you're referring to doesn't ring a bell. But then they went on to say, who was the fa- your favorite actress that you ever interviewed and why? Absolutely, hands down, Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman was mind-blowing on the show, and I'll tell you why in a minute. You know, Dharma and Greg, right? And she's been in movies and everything else. Jenna Elfman was incredible. But for a couple of reasons. Number one. She would share stories about her picking up stray animals in Los Angeles and bringing them home to her husband, Bodie, and Bodie going, oh, my God, not another dog in the house, right? But but Jenna has a heart that was so unbelievably compassionate. Um, it, it was just great to hear her tell stories about that. And then in regards to her love life, I interviewed Jenna on one show and her husband, Bodie, on another show. And... Uh, and, you know, when, when Jenna said that she met Bodie, she, that she really wasn't interested. But she said that she always knew that we should give people a chance. And so she ended up opening up and giving them a chance. And she goes, you know, I, I only looked at it like we were just going to – they met on a uh, like a Sprite commercial um, engagement. They were doing some kind of soft drink commercial on TV. And that's how they met. And he kept asking her out. And finally she said, I just relented and said, okay, just to get it over with. And she said, and then all of a sudden I find that this guy is, like, amazing. So she was cool because she was so real down to earth, you know. I just love that about her. So that was my favorite actress that I've ever interviewed. Um, The next question, oh, this is one we have to wake up to. Uh, The holidays are coming. The last five years, I've gone begrudgingly with my wife to our in-laws and stayed there, and everyone has absolutely been crappy. I'm wondering if you have any ideas. Yes. Now, this is just, okay, hello, listen. If everyone is crappy, we have to quit doing what we're doing when it's not working, right? Like 100%. Quit doing what you're, what you're doing when it's not working. So don't go to your in-laws. Pull your wife aside and say, babe, look it. This is what's happened the last couple of years. We've gone to your mom and dad's or whoever they are. We've gone there. It sucked. Let's stay in a hotel room. Let's stay in a hotel room. We, we, we can or, you know, you might even negotiate and go night number one with you and your family. But then the next four nights, we're at a hotel, hotel room. Look, at this isn't rocket science. If what you've done for five straight years over the holidays has not worked, you've got to do something different. Right. That's that whole thing with insanity. Oh, my Lord. Don't go. Now, you may have to go and work with a counselor or a therapist with your wife if she's going to put up a lot of heat about not staying with your family. But if you can get a mediator involved, you have a shot. If you try to do it on your own, probably not. 
Okay, let me tell you about, first of all, the free book. Don't forget, get the free book, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. We're giving away a million copies at talkdavid.com. Go to our website, talkdavid.com. Then get involved with our texting club. It's free. We send you a free video every week on motivation, plus you get a chance to listen to this show on your iPhone. Type in the number 69302. 69302 in the message box put in the word talk david all lowercase hit send 69302 type in the message talk david hit send you're part of the club hey coming up lorna Byrne, all the way from ireland to talk about her book a message of hope from the angels all the way from ireland we're psyched i'm david essel stay there